1: To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude.
0: You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets podcast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again. A winning edition of the HHC as the Hornets dominated the Toronto Raptors yesterday. 114-104 114-104 to 104, the final score, although the final score not indicative of how big a blowout this was as Charlotte was up by 20 or more for pretty much the majority of the game. We'll break down the victory, also talk about the latest episode of Real Access that has just been released, and we're going to talk a little bit about Mitch Kupchak, general manager of the Hornets. He's been getting a lot of love from some of the national media, some of the blogs out there, I give him some respect. For this Hornets team that he has assembled. So we'll talk about that as well. And we're doing it all with the manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets, back once again on the Hornets Hivecast, Diana Biffle. Diana, welcome back.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. What an awesome night.
0: And it, it was a great night last night, and that we had fans and kind of proof that things are changing. This is the first time that we are actually hosting the Hornets Hivecast in person. It is socially distanced. We are wearing masks. But seeing things change in the right direction with all the safety protocols being taken into account because we don't want to see any relapse, but it is nice to see things slowly returning to normal.
1: Absolutely. there was something really special about the energy in the arena tonight, and there couldn't have been a better game to kind of kick off the return of fans. You know, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know if I would be anxious about there being so many people in one place, but everybody at Spectrum Center and with Hornets Sports and Entertainment have done such a good job at making sure these different protocols are followed. And the fans really responded to it. We're so excited. I, I wasn't used to having fans screaming and cheering the entire time. It was, it was so much fun. And like you said, such a, a nice kind of light to see at the end of the tunnel that hey, things are turning in the right direction and and stuff starting to feel normal again.
0: Well, the fans certainly seemed to respond. The second LaMelo ball came out on the floor, we heard a cheer from the crowd. And LaMelo seemed to respond to the crowd as well with one of his better offensive efforts, another 20-point performance, and he knocked down six threes along the way. Thomas cuts inside, tries to make a pass, and P.J. Washington picks it off behind the back dribble to get free. Washington to the corner for Ball. Ball, head fakes the three, spin move. Now he'll fire off the deep ball. Got it! A three that I, apparently I didn't give as much credit as it should have been. I thought it was a good move to do the head fake and then the spin. I didn't think it was, like, number one on Sports Center. Maybe I'm just jaded by the fact that I watch LaMelo Ball all the time and he has all kinds of these moves. But apparently this one got everyone's attention on social media diana
1: absolutely people were losing it i mean even just where we were sitting with the media people were having a hard time not jumping out of their seats so that was a whole lot of fun crowd went wild um like you said i think Lamelo and the entire team really responded to the energy in the arena tonight
0: he ends up with 23 points to lead all scorers six made threes one off of his career high one rebound away from a double-double and then four assists from a triple-double. I think the most important thing for him and the entire team was they all got to get some rest, relatively speaking. This is a Toronto team that was certainly dangerous. They'd beaten the Hornets twice earlier on the season, but they were depleted. In your best-case scenario, you get a win and you get most of your frontline rotation players off their feet. You get Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, Cody Zeller, Rogier Ball, Bridges, Monk, and Graham to play less than 30 minutes in the game. And with the exception of Ball, who went 31, everyone did that. So this is as close to a perfect game as the Hornets could have pitched for night two of the second half of the season.
1: Absolutely. Everyone got their time on the floor, but not too much. It was, I mean, even towards the end, we got to see Nick Richards. We got to see Nate Darling. So that was a whole lot of fun. Vernon Carey. Everyone got to contribute tonight and they got to rest. Couldn't ask for more with such a healthy team. Hopefully it stays this way.
0: One player who seemed to finally be at full health and it's been over a month. So it was good to see it. Devontae Graham got into rhythm five made threes in this one. His head coach, James Borrego, talked about his performance after the game with 17 points in 17 minutes.
1: I think he's just looking more and more comfortable out there on both sides of the ball. It's just great to have him back. It really is. I mean, it's just great for our team, the spirit, the leadership. I look at him as a veteran now, to be honest. So, but physically, he looks better. And I think you saw it in the pop that he had in his shot and the ability to guard. He even got downhill a few times. So he looks much more comfortable out there right
0: now. Devontae Graham showing up for this team, and the scoring is almost a bonus for him. It, I kind of look at him now the way that we were hearing the coaching staff talking about Lamelo at the start of the season, where the scoring is great, but what he does best is facilitates the offense. And now having them both healthy, we're not only seeing the first unit take off with everyone being a plus twenty or better in the plus minus. But the second unit is as well with Devontae Graham running the ship.
1: Absolutely. I think Devontae is really growing in this role. He's, he's a leader on and off the court. And, and truly, as JB mentioned, he's looked at as a veteran right now. And I think when he's out there and he's healthy, it relieves pressure off of everyone else. I think it sets the tone for the team. And it was fantastic to see him out there doing his thing tonight.
0: There's a little bit of a thought process at the start of the year that, okay, LaMelo Ball is going to be the point guard, and and who's going to fall into the two-guard spot? And a a lot of people looked at Devontae Graham and all the threes he made a season ago and, and said, okay, maybe he's the ideal running mate. But more and more, he's just showing this is not a shooter who can play point guard. This is a point guard who can shoot. And you want him facilitating as much as he can out there and then taking advantage of teams when they kind of sag off into those passing lanes. Great game for Devontae. Great game overall. Team sets a franchise record with 11 made threes in the first quarter. Franchise record was 16 made threes in the first half. They'd established it with six minutes left in the half. It was obliterated. And then they kind of petered out towards the end. Still a season high. 21 made threes. Dunks are fun. We love the Airbnb combo. We love seeing Miles Bridges and Cody Zeller and all those guys soar and finish. But there's something special about this team from deep they are one of the better ones in the nba right now
1: felt like we couldn't miss there especially in the beginning and what was really wild is that it was everyone on the court making threes it was a blast it, it felt like who took the had the ball in their hands they could easily drain a three at any second
0: it was a very balanced performance that's for certain hornets with the win improved to 19 and 18. They're in a tie for fifth right now in the Eastern Conference. They're a half game out of fourth place, which I know a lot of people have their eye on. For me, I'm looking at 10-11, and the reason is because that's the dividing line between the stated goal of getting the playoffs. And I know Gordon Hayward kind of recalibrated that in his blog and said, we want to be in the top six, we want to avoid the play-in, but really the stated goal at the start of the season was make the playoffs. So if you're in the top ten, you've done that, and now – the Hornets are two and a half games ahead of the closest team that would knock them out of a playoff position. A lot of basketball left to be played, but you got to feel pretty good right now if you're a Hornets fan, having that much distance. Essentially, you know, you you got to get cold for a week and four or five teams have to pass you up. That can certainly happen given that they're gonna go on a West Coast trip here, but you feel pretty good about how the Hornets are positioned.
1: Absolutely. You know, as both a Hornets employee and a Hornets fan, you kind of have to take a moment and, you know, okay, let's just live in the moment. Let's enjoy this right now and make sure your expectations aren't too high. But at the same time, night after night watching this team, it is so hard not to just have higher and higher expectations every night. So I feel really good about where we are right now. And I think playoffs are an absolute possibility.
0: Mentioned that the Hornets have a West Coast trip coming up. They just had one at the end of the first half of the season. That was one of the focal points of the latest episode of Real Access. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Diana Biffle, manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets, here with us today on this episode of the Hornets Hotcast.
1: Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. The Hornets app is your access to all new features and
0: exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game
1: this season.
0: Diana Biffle, manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets, with us here today on this edition of the HHC. And Diana, the latest episode of Real Access just dropped. It focuses mostly on the last road trip for the Hornets, where they kind of went back and forth, wins and losses, able to survive some really high-quality opponents and the adversity of having injury after injury for this team. They survived it going 500. and we got the the behind-the-scenes look. What were some of your favorite moments? What's the tease for the fans who haven't seen Real Access yet?
1: Oh, wow. So, well, first of all, you can watch the tease on any Hornet social media platforms. That dropped, like you said, dropped yesterday on Saturday morning. But really, the theme this time was resiliency. That's been the theme all throughout the season and really the entire time that Coach James Borrego has been here is, you know, no matter what, if you're down 10 with a few minutes left, there's still a chance to win. No matter what, you got to keep, you know, trying as hard as you can every second of the game and as he says, never drop the sword. So that was a really big theme throughout because the team really had to step up when there were, like you said, injury after injury during a very grueling road trip against some very competitive teams it didn't matter if one player was injured, another one was going to step up. And I think we really saw that throughout the entire road trip. And Real Access gives us a look at what that was like behind the scenes.
0: No doubt about it. And, you know, that game that they eked out against Sacramento, that's a part Of this real access episode seeing pj washington's reaction at the end of the game that was pretty good and the hornets you know those wins are important you you look at this team i always go back to point differential as kind of a barometer how well are you playing the hornets even though they're above 500 they're a minus in point differential which means they're a very good clutch team is really what that comes down to and it means that they've taken a couple of games that they probably should have lost. Based off the point differential, this is probably a, somewhere between an 18 and 19 to a 17 and 20 team. And the difference between that and where the Hornets actually sit is the difference between being in ninth place and being in the top six. So it's a significant spread. I would like to think things will widen out as the rest of the second half goes on. But that's not guaranteed. So the, the fact that the Hornets took or stole a game, however you want to put it, is going to be significant as we look further and further into the second half. In terms of real access, though, in those behind-the-scenes moments, who are some of the stars that have come out on social media or in terms of followers or just the chatter you see as the manager of social media for the Hornets from these behind-the-scene looks?
1: In terms of our players?
0: Yeah. Well, I, it's not me, so... <laughs>
1: By the way, guys, if you haven't seen, Sam Farber is featured in Real Access, giving some really awesome insights. So I think you are one of the stars for <laughs> sure. But really, I, I mean, all of our guys, I think that's something that's come through so much through this Real Access series is that we have such a fun group of players. And they all get along with each other so unbelievably well and you can see that on the court so easily but you can also see it in these behind the scenes moments I mean for those of you who have already been watching Real Access I mean we've got some funny funny clips of LaMelo and Biz running around in the stairwells at the arena just everybody always giving each other a hard time in the best way possible it's hard to pick just one star I mean of course LaMelo Ball has been so fun to watch on the court but he has a smile on his face at all times and it really seems to be contagious and that energy seems to be flowing through everyone both the players and the coaches we you know recently just speaking of behind the scenes in general we recently had a really funny clip of JB saying that he was going to watch the players undercover while they were playing video games and he had a gamer tag called the badger so that was hilarious and that was just something he randomly said during a pre-game meeting so this kind of behind-the-scenes content you've never seen before is just so funny and so awesome because you really get to see the personality of the players and why we have such great chemistry on the court.
0: Definitely recommend you check it out. You can find them all at Hornets.com. You can dig through the archives. The latest episode just being released over the weekend of Hornets Real Access. Make sure to take a look. When we return here on the Hornets Hivecast, we're going to talk about the performance performance of picks in the Mitch Kupchak era. Third season here with the Hornets as general manager and he's getting a lot of national praise for the team he's assembled. Yes, LaMelo Ball, the latest maybe the brightest star, but also the free agent signing of Gordon Hayward comes under his reign, I guess, uh, so to speak here with the Hornets, but also all of his other draft picks have ended up being really solid players. We're going to take a look closer at that when we return here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets
1: fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in
0: your price today. Sam Farber and Diana Biffle, manager of social media for the Hornets here with you on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And as we promised, we're gonna look at Mitch Kupchak and his performance as general manager. He's getting a lot of attention, some recent blogs and some recent other podcasts on the national level, looking at this team and digging through and saying, hey, wait a minute. They put together a pretty good squad here. Hornets kind of flew under the radar for a couple of years, last year in particular with a team that didn't make it to the bubble, but was certainly on the ascent as things began to shut down. And now you look at this team, it's not a squad like, say, Detroit, where they've assembled all of these parts and kind of put them together together. And they've got the disadvantage of having to learn to play with one another. But for the most part, it's not a team that was drafted together. It's been a team that's being constructed. This Hornets team is the opposite. It's for the most part being drafted. And yes, they've mixed in a couple of signings with a guy like Gordon Hayward being a very significant one. But Mitch Kupchuk getting a ton of praise, rightfully so, for his draft picks. And as we look through them, let's go to 2018, his first draft in charge of the Hornets. He gets Miles Bridges in the first round after a trade with the Clippers, and then Devontae Graham. After the 11th pick, there are three players who, to this point in their career, have scored 1,700 or more points. Guess who two of them are? Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham. <laughs> Kevin Herter is the other one for Atlanta, and he's been a solid role player. But the quote that got me from one podcast I heard was, Mitch Kupchuk, when he's supposed to hit singles, hit singles. And when he's supposed to hit doubles, he hits doubles. And then you get a shot at a LaMelo ball and he hits a home run. Or at least it seems he has to to this point. There's no reason to think he hasn't. But that draft, the 2019 draft, he gets P.J. Washington. He's top eight in scoring in his draft class right now, even though he was the 12th pick. Cody Martin in the second round, he's top three in scoring among second-round picks. So he's not missing on anyone. Everyone he picks contributes either now or potentially in the future. You look at guys that were just drafted, like Kerry and Richards, who have a huge disadvantage from not having had a normal camp or a normal offseason. But overall, this team, as it's been constructed, there's a lot of versatility, there's multiple options, they share the ball, they're unselfish. Everyone seems to fit in to this Hornets way of thinking and specifically to their head coach's philosophy, James Borrego.
1: Absolutely. And I think, as you mentioned, to kind of go back to how you started this segment, we really did fly under the radar for quite some time. And I actually saw a tweet tonight, how Charlotte went from irrelevancy to must-see TV overnight is still so nuts. And I think that really kind of encapsulates the overall sentiment towards the Hornets for such a long time for people who aren't hardcore fans and employees of the Hornets. We really have been flying under the radar and people haven't realized that slowly we're building something very special. And now we are, you know, I see, I think the same podcast that you're talking about, I heard them say we're the number one league pass team. We're the team everyone wants to be watching because you never know what's going to happen. Like you said, we are one of the top clutch time teams in the league. So if we're down, watch out. Terry Rozier might come at you with who knows how many threes, and, and we might just win. So I think it really speaks to Mitch and his brilliance and, and, you know, how hard he works at his job. And at the end of the last draft, I remember we were saying, you know, before we know it, the next draft is going to be coming right up. And you know he's been working behind the scenes while we are all so, you know, hardcore tuned into this season. I'm sure his mind is already thinking about the next draft. And he, he saw something in LaMelo that— I think some people out there really didn't see.
0: No, I think that's a very good point. And also, looking at how this team is performing, you don't want to be in the, the lottery over and over and over and over again. That's that's not a good feeling. If you are, you'd love to win it like the Hornets did. But, you know, you want to be drafting towards the 20s and the teens. You want to get out of this cycle. And the way that Mitch Kupchak and his staff have done gives you a lot of confidence that they're going to find those players that always exist somewhere in that, you know, 15 to 25 or 15 back half of the first round area that end up being star players. And, you know, the performance of PJ Washington and Miles Bridges gives you a lot of confidence that they're going to find those guys and even going further back for Mitch Kupchak to his time when he was with the Lakers, you know, this is the guy that was able to draft Julius Randle, who has had an all-star career, and found Jordan Clarkson in the second round, who's as much as LaMelo is leading the Rookie of the Year ballot, so is Clarkson leading Sixth Man of the Year. So it should give Hornets fans a lot of confidence looking ahead. It's not exactly news to us that he's pretty good at this because he's got quite a few championship rings to indicate that he knows what he's doing, but he certainly hasn't lost his touch as he has constructed this Hornets team.
1: Like you mentioned, Vernon Carey Jr. and Nick Richards kind of are at a disadvantage because they they came in with such a short training camp. Let's not forget how we've seen them perform with the G League bubble. Vernon Carey Jr., I believe, is one of the top scorers, or the top scorer for some time during that bubble. We're really seeing a lot of potential coming from these other draft picks outside of, of course, LaMelo Ball. We might have some other magic kind of on the way here.
0: And it was good to see them get on the floor last night at the tail end of that Hornets victory over the Raptors, 114-104, to and who knows, maybe we'll see them against the Kings tomorrow as we look ahead to the final game of the homestand. Diana, tickets uh, have been on sale for a while, I know it's a Monday night, so it feels weird. I mean, maybe it's just me being a rookie in the NBA. Every day feels like the same day, weekends, weekdays, it doesn't matter, but I know A lot of people have normal work schedules, so maybe uh, ticket sales are a little more difficult on a Monday as opposed to a Saturday night at the Hive. But what's the latest you can give us in terms of ticket availability for those fans who want to get that first taste of live action at Spectrum Center to see LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, and this exciting team?
1: Honestly, I would say move quickly, and and, you know, I'm not just saying that just because we work here and we're supposed to, but every time we look, the tickets are dwindling and dwindling. The excitement around this team is out of control right now, and every time I look, uh, it it looks like there there are fewer and fewer tickets, so I'd get in and, and check those out as soon as you can.
0: And of course, season tickets are already on sale for next season, which hopefully, fingers crossed, will be a normal one with a packed house at Spectrum Center. We can only hope. Diana Biffle, thanks for joining us again here on the Hornets Hivecast.
1: It was great to be here. Thank you.
0: And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, tomorrow we'll have our preview podcast getting you ready for the contest against the Sacramento Kings. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us on the Hornets Hivecast. And in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.